Welcome to the It's a Hustle podcast. I am your host, Joe Garricks, coming to you once again from the Fairfield Comedy Club with our headliner from tonight, Carmen Lynch. Carmen, thank you Hi. so much. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Thank you for doing the podcast. It's a thrill. And it was a thrill to have you on the show. That was so uh, fantastic. They were good. Yeah, they right? They were older than I thought, but they were good. What's the name of this hotel? Uh, this is the Circle Hotel. Circle in Hotel. In Fairfield. Okay. Yeah. It uh, actually, interestingly enough, uh, one of the 9-11 bombers stayed here the night before. No. Yeah. That's this place's claim to fame. Other than also people used to bang here when it was kind of like rattier. It used to be like a bang place. But don't you think people bang at every hotel? Like why would they just, why <laughs> would assume, that be the hotel's thing? Um, I, well, I, I guess. bang. Yeah. But I think it's like a cheap bang. It's like, oh, I want to bang right now and I don't want to spend a lot. I think that's. What was happening here? Do you think the 9-11 guy banged before he... No. No. <laughs> no, but I, I'm told he's banging 72 people now. Uh, that's what <sighs> I heard. Oh, God, I hate that. That's sad. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, sorry to start Fuck on such him. a yeah. sad note, but uh, on a happy note, yeah, the crowd was great, and the, the next show mm -hmm. is looking... Well, two sellouts. You sold out two shows. I'm so excited, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. We're, we're excited. It's uh, I mean, it's always fun here, but certainly when it's like jam-packed like that... It's a step above. And it's a good room because a lot of times I've done hotel rooms, this random one-nighters, and they're not good for comedy. Yeah, we're and very fortunate good. that yeah. there's a couple things that play into our favor here, I think. Um, one is that it's BYOB, so you don't have mm. wait staff. So you don't have kind of that disruption right. of people taking orders. So everyone's very focused on the show the whole time. The room has the low ceilings, and it's kind of set up uh, in a way where it feels very intimate, uh, but it also gets kind of crowded and, and high energy. So Yeah, I, I never even realized the BYOB until I saw people leave with their thermos, and I was like, this is like camping. It's so cute. Yeah, people roll yeah. in with coolers and stuff. Yeah. One time, uh, this group of people had a bottle of uh, Coquito. Have you ever had that? No, but it sounds like cocaine. It's uh, it's like Puerto Rican eggnog, I believe. Oh. Uh, but it looks like it looks. They were, it was a green Jameson bottle, mm. uh, and to be frank, it, it looked like a bottle of cum. Uh, that's kind of what it looks that's like. Delicious. But it, yeah, but it was delicious. I tasted it oh. uh, when I thought it was cum. I'm like, yeah. I got some of that cum. Uh, no, but it was great. And people bring in all sorts of stuff and just get rowdy and have a nice time. Do you get a lot of um, regulars? We do. I would say, um, you know, tonight at the seven o'clock show, I'd say it was like 50, 50 people who'd been here before. Yeah. And people who hadn't. And we have people who come like three or four times a month. Um, wow. There are people who love it. Uh, there's not a lot going on here. Yeah. <laughs> when Carmen Lynch comes to town, it's pretty yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah. I, no one does. It's pretty much nowhere. That's what happens when you don't, like I drive at home when I visit my parents, but because I don't have a car, I just never really know where I am. Yeah. Like I couldn't point <laughs> Fairfield. I know it's Connecticut, but I don't know where. I grew up around here and everywhere I go, I have to GPS. Like mm -hmm. I know like certain areas, but if I get like a little out of my comfort zone, I'm like on that GPS nonstop. It's, I uh, know. Sad, but, but also very convenient. Indeed. <laughs> indeed. And we found our way here tonight, so... But, uh, I, yeah, I appreciate you being here. I was kind of curious, you know, how your career in comedy started. How long have you been doing comedy now? For a while, I think like 15 or more, 16 maybe years, um, I moved to New York for acting. And I went to see a comedy show. It wasn't even my decision. I was with friends. And I was like, oh, my God, because I was really frustrated with the acting thing. Yeah. 
Um, so I was like, oh, these people get to go on stage like in their sweatpants and <laughs> not care and not have somebody say you didn't get the part, you know, and that was extremely exciting to me. Yeah. So and how did you end up doing it for the first time? I took a class because I had no idea this was even a career option. So um, I took a class and at the graduation class, I could do five minutes. I did two because <laughs> I didn't think I was going to go on stage. I was scared. And then the teacher was like, just go up. It'll be fine. And I only, I barely wrote anything because I, I just took the class to kind of learn how to write a joke. I thought maybe I'd write for someone. Yeah. Because um, I was like, this, I don't know if I'm going to do this. And uh, and then I went up there and I just, I knew instantly. It's weird. I don't think I've ever known anything that clearly in my whole life. I feel like I got married and had a kid. Like I saw, you know, how people are like, oh, I want to get married to this guy yeah. or whatever. Like that was what my thing. I was like, ta-da. Yeah. Like I felt it. Yeah, there's there's something like that first time. It's either like you're like, oh, I hate this. I'm glad I did it, but I'd never want to do it again. Or you do it and you're like, oh, I absolutely have to continue to do this. Yeah, and everything before that just seemed so gray and blurry and indecisive. Yeah. That when that clicked, I was like, oh, so this is like amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that interesting that you kind of came from acting, but your initial thought was to go into writing as opposed to performing. I think I was just scared... Because I knew nothing about stand-up. I never followed it. Like, people are always like, I had albums of this person and that person. My dad used to listen to, you know. Yeah. None of that existed in my family. Like, I only watched SNL, and I only knew, like, Jerry Seinfeld and Ray Romano and, like, Roseanne. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't know it was a thing. And so I lived in Virginia, but it wasn't, there was no stand-up. I didn't follow it. And then I came to New York, and I was like, oh, my God, these people, like, they do this? Like, for real? Yeah. All the time? Um, and then, wait, what was your question? I forgot. I don't even know. Oh. <laughs> and then, oh, and then, so then I tried acting and I was like, well, you know what? Maybe I'll write for someone on stage because, um, in acting, at least you have the words there. Yeah. And I guess I didn't know if I could have the words for, for myself and I was afraid of bombing. Yeah. Cause then it's kind of like you're being judged by who you are as opposed to acting you're like oh yeah. well somebody wrote some shitty words and also i knew i liked writing because yeah. i wrote journals all my life i wrote in diaries and whatever so i knew the writing part was something i liked so i was like oh i guess i'm just into writing yeah but then when and i tried performing i was like oh wait no i like that too so so let me ask you about your writing are, do you do most of your writing like are you sitting down writing stuff out do you ever or is it stuff that you're figuring out on stage like what's your process It's a little like? bit of both um i write a lot of stuff i still have a notebook which is i've always had but maybe i don't use it as much and i put a lot into my phone yeah because you know that's what you're always holding yeah i use evernote so for... you know in the middle of the night if i'm tired but i have an idea at least i can hit record and record myself yeah i can't i don't have to look for a notebook and a pen did you ever hear that Mitch Hedberg joke where he talks about like sometimes he like wakes up in the middle of the night and he has an idea for a joke and then he tries to convince himself it's not that good of a joke so he doesn't uh, have to get out of bed to write it yeah, down. that's funny. <laughs> and then the worst is when you do have a great idea or you think it's a good idea and then you don't write it down and then you don't remember. I know? find uh. what bothers me is sometimes I'll think I have a great idea and then like the next day I'll read it and I'm like, oh, that was stupid. <laughs> I know. it's so It's so funny because like I don't get high a lot and a lot of times if I do... It's a paranoid kind of high. But, you know, one time I had this high and it was amazing. And I wrote for like an hour and I thought I was like brilliant. I thought yeah. it was, and then I read it the next day and I'm like, this is not 
that good. Yeah, I don't have your. Di- I get high, and I don't have your discipline to get high and then write. But I'll get high, and then I'll be like, "Oh, that's really funny," and I'll, I'll yeah. jot it down. And the next day, I'm like, "Oh, this was this was a terrible idea." Yeah. I uh, I enjoy writing like on the stage because I'm lazy. Yeah. I just can't force myself well, to like sit in a it, notebook. Yeah. Sometimes it comes out on stage. Yeah. I don't even know if that's lazy. I think I think sometimes I have I and it depends on the show. If it's like a if it's like a casual, no one's really watching kind of show, then, you know, I think ideas is enough where yeah. you can be like, well, what about this thing with my mom? Yeah. No, I, you that's, know? that's how I, I prefer to kind of feel it out there. Yeah. Last night I, uh, I came up with a joke on stage. I was talking about, uh, how, uh, you know, I'm, I think I mentioned my wife and I are trying to conceive mm-hmm. and I said, we're going through all the tests and I'm like, yeah. So, you know, I've been like, uh, jerking off in a lot of doctor's offices and I'm like, sometimes by appointment. And, uh, I hadn't thought about that at all. I just kind of threw in the sometimes yeah. by appointment and it hit, I was like, Oh, this is great. And I'm like, I'm so happy. I didn't have to sit down for an hour and write. Right. That just kind of happened. That's uh, why I think recording is almost better. Yeah. Because when you just say stuff and then you don't remember what you said, at least you have it. I have the discipline to record myself. But not to listen. <laughs> I know. Or I'll only listen like if it's good. If I had yeah. a good set, I'm like, oh, I want to listen to that. See, I don't listen to the good ones. <laughs> See, I listen, that's good. I mean, I listen to good ideas that are new. But if it's like just 10 minutes of stuff I've done before and it's a really good set, I'm not going to listen to that. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I will just to see like, oh, is there something different yeah. or something that clicked? You know, or like, you... well, I'm sorry to interrupt. Those, oh, no those shows, the really good ones I find are helpful when I haven't gone up in a while. Like say I was sick and for five days or whatever. Yeah. And then I'm like, I, f- I feel like I don't remember how to, my energy. Like I need a reminder. Yeah. Or I feel rusty. Listening to a good set really helps. Yeah, just kind of put it back in. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I was doing that the other day because I was away for like a week. So I wasn't on stage yeah. and I came back. I'm like, oh, I better like remember what I say when I go up there. Uh, yeah. I always like feel like I'm going to oh, I'm gonna be rusty. And then sometimes I feel like coming off after like a few days off, it's like the best. Uh, you know, things are just like different and go well. Or it's and you're like, like oh. fresh. Yeah. I know sometimes I'll write on the recording. I'll write like great mom joke. You know, yeah. and then I'll be like, all right, well, at least I know that this set has that great mom joke that I've never done. And then it just sits there. And I'm like, oh, so that's smart. So you label it? your so recordings. I label them. Oh, but I don't good. label like the time because I don't know. Yeah. So but at least, you, you know, thing. if I go back and I'm like, but I used to do that pumpkin joke so well. What did I do before? And yeah. then I can be like, well, it's in this set. That's smart. I should start doing that. I'm yeah. usually like, oh, when do I think I did that? And then I have like 10 sets that I have to listen to because yeah. I'm like, this was the time of year that I did that. No, it's helpful. Yeah. Well, let me ask you uh, this is kind of a random question, but, you know, in terms, you know, of your comedy career, is, is there anything that you look back and it's like, oh, that was the smartest decision I made. That was the, the best thing I did career wise. Um, I don't know, because a lot of stuff just kind of happened. I think the smartest thing career wise is to just keep going and keep writing. Yeah. Um, and I perform consistently, but I don't always write consistently. So I think that's the thing that sometimes I have to like push myself Pushing. to do. Yeah. So when I do it consistently, that is probably the smartest thing I've ever done. Okay, good. Yeah. And even if it's half an hour, most of the time when I write, it's like on the train on the way to the show. Um, but if I take like an hour during the day, it doesn't even have to be that long. I don't know why I'm, you know, and I know a lot of people hesitate. Yeah. But, um, you know, and then sometimes I'll treat myself. I'm like, okay, if I write for a little while, I get to, you know, it's so dumb, but I'll be like, I get a latte. Cause you know, like I make coffee at home, <laughs> but I'm like, treat yourself yeah. like something little. Um, and then I'm like, all right, if I have some kind of, um, schedule, it helps too. Yeah. Like, you know, get up, go to the gym, write an hour. 
That kind of stuff helps. Yeah. Well, and I always feel better about myself, you know? Yeah. I, I, I'll be honest. Like, I've never sat down and written. Really? I've never. Yeah. I just... How long have you been doing comedy? Uh, eight years. Eight well, years. I mean, if it's coming out on stage, I know people who never write anything down. And I'm like, I wouldn't remember anything. Yeah, I know. I know some, like, fantastic comics who've yeah. never written anything down. I'm like, what? it's it's insane. Like, I at least will, like, take a note. Or sometimes I'll, like, transcribe things out. Um, but... Yeah, I I can never just like be like, oh, what's here's an idea. I should yeah. do that. I I lack the discipline, so I think that's some. Or even just a list. It doesn't have to be like a, a notebook. Yeah, you know, yeah. just like a list. Because sometimes you'll be like, oh yeah, the napkin joke. I haven't done that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying like pumpkin jokes, and and I don't even have those. <laughs> you know the pumpkin you jokes. Know the pumpkin joke. Well, yeah, you don't want to say something here and give it away, right? Well, I mean, one word. These thirty yeah. listeners might, yeah. you know, steal that idea. Don't steal my pumpkin joke. But take the advice on writing. And yeah. I will take that advice. Well, Carmen, look, I want to thank you so much for being here. Thank uh, you. It's always a pleasure to have you at the club, and I'm really glad to have you on the podcast as well. Thank you. All right. I'll see you in a couple minutes. I know. Yeah. Let's go rock this nine o'clock oh. show. <laughs> All right. Have Thanks, a good bye. one. Peace. Thanks for listening to the It's a Hustle podcast. If you are enjoying the pod, please leave us a review. Uh, if you're not, just shut the fuck up. No one needs to hear it. And uh, also, please tell your friends. Right now, I think it's mostly just my friends listening. We'd love to have your friends listening, too. And please support our sponsors, LightSwitch Advisor, your one stop for on-demand digital marketing services, from boosting your Instagram followers, or to building a new website, LightSwitch Advisors has you covered. They do our website, so check out theirs, lightswitchadvisors.com slash hustle. And our shoe sponsor, Vans, for all of your shoe or clothing needs. Uh, you can't do any better than Vans. It's pretty much all I wear, and look how cool I am. Thanks. Thanks.